Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Head to omahasteaks.com and use promo code DOGS. Get sweet discounts on all your grilling needs for this summer. Uh, I'm coming to you live from my hotel room in Salt Lake City. So there's going to be Browns out there. And you're seeing this, if it comes out before Wednesday at 2 p.m., you know, look for me. I'll be in Salt Lake City. (laughs) But if not, I'm sorry I missed you. Uh, Today, we're going to get into some Zeke Elliott trade rumors. Uh, We have a ton of voicemails from you guys to get through. So we're just going to hurry up and jump into all of it so we make sure we get through all of them. Uh, Before we get to it, though, remember to check us out on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. If you want to get your intro on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com. Make sure you tap leave voicemail. You can get your intros or just your thoughts. Like I said, today we have a ton of voicemails to get through. Uh, so we like getting your guys' interactions. So make sure you guys do that. If you prefer to just listen to the show, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official Dogback member on the Patreon page. You get an extra episode every week. You get access to the private Discord. You get to hang out with Browns fans from all over the world 24-7. Uh, it's a good time. It helps pass the uh, the offseason, the boring offseason. You get to play fantasy football season or football with us once the season rolls around. So it's a good time for more in, uh, content in the dogs.com. Become an official Dog Pack member. So we wanted to open up the show today with um, some Zeke Elliott trade rumors, which Josh so I didn't know these were rumors. I, I'm out here <laughs> out West and I'm, I, it's like I'm disconnected from the Cleveland world. Uh, I, I didn't even know the rumors. He sends me an article saying that we are what first or second odds on favorites to sign Ezekiel L. Something like that. It was the, the thing is the source wasn't confirmed. So I don't know how legitimate, but it was a legitimate enough that sports illustrated put out an article about it. So. Yeah. So where, where are your guys' thoughts on that? Do you, do you find that Zeke Elliott, do we need him? Would he fit? What, what do you guys think? Don't, don't Let's, jump. I, I'll, I'll start it. I'll start it. I'll just be honest. I love Zeke. For the Buckeyes, great, great Ohio State player. But, dude, honestly, I just don't I don't see how it fits. Like, to me, I I've been very excited this offseason to see what Jerome Ford can do with opportunities. I mean, he had eight carries last year. And what we saw in the preseason, we saw flashes of what could be very, very promising. So for me, it, it just couple years of Zeke from what I've saw, he's not the same guy. I think Dallas completely overworked him and just burned him out. I, I'm not saying he's done, but to me, uh, it just doesn't make sense. I, I, I'm okay. Do I think we need running back depth? Sure. But I just don't think that we need to spend the money there on Zeke. And I don't know what you're going to get him for. 
I mean, it can't be obviously that bad, but if you're if you're thinking Kareem Hunt lost a step, what do you think Joel Alizi? Because I don't think he's that far off of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So whenever I saw this pop up, I mean, first of all, I just want to say that it seems like anytime anybody mentions anything about a running back going to the Cleveland Browns, Browns fans absolutely tweak. Like they lose their minds. I saw so many people on Twitter saying, no, we're good. We got Chubb and Ford. Guys, we're not rolling into the season with two running backs. We are adding depth one way or another. And, you know, I'm with Justin, like for the money, I don't know what Zeke is looking for, but my gosh, you know, he's still out there in free agency. Nobody signed him yet. If we're able to get him at a pretty good price, why wouldn't you want to bring in as much talent onto this roster this year as possible? The Browns are clearly swinging for the fences this year. And where Zeke fits for me, though, if the Browns were to do this, is mostly in the, the third down passing game. He's a, he's a good pass receiving back, and he's a great pass blocker. His pass pro is awesome. He was great, great in college, great coming into the pros. Um, I just looked up some stats because I was curious as to like how good is he at his pass blocking. His pass blocking efficiency grade last year was 97.8. That was third overall amongst all the running backs in the league. He had 52 pass blocking snaps. He allowed only two pressures. No hits on the quarterback, no sacks. So, I mean, on obvious passing downs, Zeke would be a huge asset in the backfield. No, I, I, I'm with you. That's exactly what my thoughts were. Um, you got to get him for like a million a year or something. Like it's going to, I'm not saying to go out and sign Zeke Elliott to $8 million a year contract or something. You got to, you got to get him for, it's got to be pennies on the dollar, you know, for it to be worth it. But like you said, he's one of the best pass blocking running backs in the league. And then Chubb is going to be your main back. You know? oh, yes. But yes. If you can get, you know, Ezekiel Elliott is, he's not washed, washed, I don't think. He's definitely not the Ezekiel Elliott of five years ago. But I think if he gets the ball on a two screen passes, three screen passes, and maybe gets six carries or something like that, and then you can count on him to be in there in a pass blocking role, to me, that's good. The biggest thing is if Chubb goes down, even if you then you slide Ford into your number one, then who's your number th- who's your number two then if Chubb goes down? You know what I mean? So do you want John Kelly to be your number two? Do you want to roll with Jerome Ford and John Kelly? I don't want to do that. No, so not at all. <laughs> even if you bring Zeke in and you're still saying that Chubb is your one, Ford's your two, I think you could split the two duties a little bit between Ford and, and Zeke um, because I, I don't think we're going to give Chubb 25 carries a game. You know? So... If Chubb gets 17 carries, then you can give five to Zeke and five to eight to Ford and let a, let Zeke and them catch a couple passes. That might be what you, you do this year. Um, like you said, we need depth because we can't – if you lose Chubb, even if we think Ford's going to be great, you don't want – he's not going to get the ball 30 times. You know what I mean? That's not the way we run on our offense. Right, and like, you know, if if the Browns are trying to move to this more pass-focused offense, we're going to be in passing situations where it's obvious. It's going to be third and long. You know the Browns. They're going to have third and eights and all this stuff where the the defense is just going to bring pressure because they know we're dropping back to pass. It'd be great to have Zeke back there knowing, like, he's not letting anybody get to Watson. And not that Dak Prescott is a super mobile quarterback, but he's also not a stationary guy. So Zeke is familiar with blocking with, you know, for a quarterback that can move. 
100%. No, I, I agree. And if if it's not Zeke, if we're not signing Zeke, I'd, we're signing, We're going to sign somebody. I would have imagine, to. Eventually. Right. So, um, if it, at least for me, if we're going to sign somebody, why not be Zeke? You know, as, as long as it's, it's if he's going to sign for the same price as a nobody, then just let it be Zeke. Right, exactly. I, I love the guy. And two, I still think he can be productive in certain situations. And two, I think he can help keep Deshaun on his feet. So, uh, I mean, if the price is right, why not? Again, if, he's, if he wants $8 million a year, obviously no. But if you can get Zeke Elliott or Joe Schmo, and they're both costing the same, obviously I'm going to take Zeke Elliott. Yep. What do you think, John? Three point. I was looking up some stats. So three point eight yards per carry last year, which was his career low. Uh, so I, I do kind of agree. He had twelve touchdowns though rushing. Um. So yeah. I mean, it's, I think it depends on how you use him and how much what you can. Uh, well, yeah, how much you have to pay him. Uh, like Blake was saying, and then yeah, and if you get him for a good price, it makes sense to bring him on board. Um, and if he wants a lot of money, then you just have to look elsewhere. Who uh? Who would you guys rather have, Zeke or or Lenny? Mm. Leonard Fournette. Mm, Zeke. I think I'd rather have Zeke too. I the, the, for me, the pass blocking is is key for what the Browns are trying to do. Well, it, it I know Zeke has lost a step too, and like same with Kareem, we talked about. When I watched, I had Leonard Fournette in fantasy, so anytime the Buffs were on TV, I would watch him. Man, he looks just. Big and so slow. He looks, <laughs> he looks. If he doesn't break tackles anymore, like he 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 looks slow. It's. I would definitely rather have Zeke over Fournette. Like that's that's no question to me. See, the thing is between those two guys, the Cowboys shifted to a focus on Pollard, but they still utilized Zeke because he was capable. Yeah. The Buccaneers completely did away with Lenny and just said, "Give it to White." Yeah, yeah. Well, I also have in fantasy, so good for me. But their quarterbacks would be Baker, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, all right. Well, that's. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on Zeke, um, just because the rumors are out there. What? It, for the record, people don't. Us say and don't try to speak this into existence. We didn't make up the rumors. We're just telling you our thoughts on the rumors. Exactly. Well, before we dive into the first voicemail, I just got to tell everybody in Ohio, we have an awesome sports betting promo for new Bet365 users. All you got to do, deposit $10, place a $1 wager on any sport. You'll instantly receive $200 added to your account and bonus bets, whether you win or lose. All you have to do is use the code THEDOGS at signup. By using the code THEDOGS, all one word, you not only receive the $200 in bonuses, but you will also be directly supporting our podcast. So if you haven't signed up for Bet365, Join with the code the dogs and place that first bet today. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 years and older and physically present in Ohio. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms and the offer or visit bet365.com. Okay, you guys ready for this uh, first voicemail? Yes, let's do it. Hey guys, this is the Brown Tiger again. Oh my goodness. I guess you could call our D-line now since we've got Sedarius Smith, murderous road, because between him and Miles Garrett, this D-line is going to be scary. They are going to be getting after the quarterback. And I guess all those haters 
what do you say now? Okay, yes, it's probably a one-year rental, but if he shows out like I think he's going to and shows that he is not a Robin to Miles Garrett's Batman, but a Dark Knight to Miles Garrett's Batman, this defense is going to be unstoppable. I mean, and for only, what, two fifth-round picks, 2024 and 2025? I think we robbed the Vikings, man. Um, Stole him. All right, Brown Tiger, thanks for the voicemail. So what do you guys think about Zadarius? Uh, I, I've, I've given my thoughts. I know DF gave his his thoughts. What do you guys think? Well, we definitely robbed him. That's, <laughs> that is a true fact, Brown Tiger. We fleeced him. That was such a good trade. Um, I, I always get excited when we add defensive players. So let, I, I'm going to be real patient and just see what we actually put on the field. But I got high hopes for the defense. I uh, I can first of all I keep hearing the term one year rental, and I I don't know if that's a hundred percent true. We thought Olivier Vernon was going to be a one year rental. We thought Javon Clowney was going to be a one year rental. If the guy plays well, and he likes being here, Andrew Barry find a way. It's not you know what I mean. Like I don't think it's just a given that he's a one year rental if he plays well. Um, it's just another great addition, and it gives Jim Schwartz so much versatility. I think you can there will be situations. Where you can have Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, and Oboe all on the field at the same time. I mean, you could put Oboe on one side, Zadarius Smith on the other side. Miles Garrett could move down inside over a guard on a pass, you know, a passing down. Um, a guards can't block Miles. I mean, he, he, he proves that time and time again. Anytime he moves down inside, he makes him look foolish. And then if they try, if you got Zadarius and Oboe on the outside and they try to double, triple team Miles on the inside, well, that now, I mean, those guys are so free on the outside. It's going to be, you know, attract me getting to the quarterback. So I just think it gives Jim Schwartz a ton of versatility. It it gives the defense so many different options up front now. I mean, you, then you put a guy like Taki up there who's a huge guy who can eat blocks. If Perrion's got his head on straight, he's a pass rushing into your D lineman. It just, I think we're going to be able to get at the quarterback in a way that in years past, I mean, we never get at the quarterback. How many times in the last few years it's just, Eddie, Mike Glennon sitting back there with 30 seconds every time, and he's picking us apart, Joe Flacco. So um, I just think he gives us a ton of options up front, and it's just another great get by A.B. He continues to just fleece people. I mean, if you, if you look at some of the trades he's made between Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, and Zadarius Smith, we've gotten those three players for, like, pennies. Yeah. A fifth-round yeah. pick, a fifth-round pick, and a second. You know what I mean? Like, he he's just getting – he's just getting – players at a premium so another great move by ab i completely agree i completely agree um i i think it's a fleecing but i think both teams came out of it good vikings were kind of in a tough spot where they were against it on the cap they freed up a ton of money which i know you say it doesn't matter but when you're over it doesn't matter but the big thing with me is you get this guy who i don't know if you guys watch any highlights on it this this dude has a motor there, he literally is in pursuit all the time. There are so many times where the play is broken down, second and third effort, he's making a play. I love it. Um, we literally got him for two-fifths, and we got a sixth and a seventh back, which, I mean, those picks probably don't matter, but if we're, we're, we're using you know, six and sevenths and fifths to get these kind of players, maybe they do matter. Um, what you touched on, Blake, with... Uh, Oboe and Miles and uh, Darius all on the field at the same time. 
he played inside. He can go inside and be just dominant. So you can see situations where you got Miles Garrett on the outside, Oboe on the outside, and then you have this guy in the middle. I don't know, you know, I don't know if that's all the time because you'll be very, I don't, kind of small. Um, but I agree with you completely. Last year, Miles Garrett had 16 sacks. Our next best sack guy was Taven Bryant. He had three sacks. That's dog shit. That's not good enough. It's not good enough. We've seen that the last few years. So uh, for me, very exciting. Um, I was very, we'll get into it on the schedule. I was nervous. You know, these kind of moves made me feel better about things moving forward. Um, and but man, we, we've been rooting for years for a guy just to be the opposite of Miles, just to show up, just whether it was Clowney or Olivier Vernon. For the love of God, can we get somebody to just show up and be productive? <laughs> I think we have that guy. You know what I mean? I uh, last I wanted to touch on, I heard that the Vikings gave him like a little bit of input on where they were kind of seeking trade partners. I don't know if this is true or not. It's just something I read. So that tells me that Cleveland is at least a place he was interested in. You know what I mean? I don't. I think if he said no way, I want to go to Cleveland. I don't know if they would have done the deal. I mean, maybe they still would have uh, because maybe we offered him the best thing, but. You'd have to think there's at least uh, one better offer out there, you know, because like we've all been talking, we fleeced them. So uh, I think he wants to be in Cleveland. I think he enjoys uh, the fact that he got traded here. So I think that's a perk too. And A.B. was familiar with uh, the Vikings GM. He used to be on uh, the Browns, uh, I guess it would be like their scout. I can't, I can't remember his official position, but there's they're familiar with each other. You know what I mean? So... I think that helped a little bit. All right. You guys ready to dive into these schedule reactions? Yes, sir. This episode is brought to you by new friends of the show, Transparent Labs, the industry-leading all-natural sports nutrition brand. With science-backed training supplements and farm-to-shaker grass-fed proteins, I use their 100% grass-fed whey protein isolate. It's the cleanest protein supplement on the market. It tastes great, mixes well, and I know it's sourced from grass-fed, hormone-free cattle right here in the United States. We're big fans of Transparent Labs because all of their supplements are formulated according to the most up-to-date scientific research using clinically effective dosages. If you go on their website and look at the ingredients for a particular product, you'll see they actually have cited scientific studies for each active ingredient they use. On top of that, they only use 100% natural ingredients in their supplements with absolutely zero artificial sweeteners, colors, or flavors. And all of their supplements are third-party lab tested for purity and potency. You can get 20% off right now your first order from Transparent Labs with our code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at TransparentLabs.com. That's code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, for 20% off your first order from Transparent Labs, TransparentLabs.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I reached out to a bunch of people that are in our Patreon dog pack community um, just to get their reactions to the schedule. I, I was just curious to see what everybody's thinking. So the first one up here, this is Mr. Andrew Jackson. 
So what's up, guys? So for my schedule prediction for the year is I believe we'll be 12-5 and five and 4-2 and two in the division with those two losses being to the Ravens and Steelers. Uh, I know a lot of people are scared of that San Francisco game. I'm not uh, too worried about that. I feel like it's going to be a defensive game anyway. I feel like Deshaun Watson is way better than Sam Darnold or a hobbled block Brock Purdy. So that's what I feel like for the this year. Of course, early season projections, who knows what could happen. But uh, I feel like that's what's going to happen this year. Uh, hope so, at least. So let's go Brownies. All right, Andrew, we appreciate you, man. So oh, what, what are your guys' thoughts when he said 12 wins? What, what, what did you think of that? Yeah, I mean, it's doable. But am I the only one who's scared of week one right now? I mean, I know. Uh, let, me, let, me just say, let me remind you guys that since 2018, the Browns are 8-2 and two against the Bengals. Just throwing it out there for all the Bengals fans that think that the Browns lose to them every time. They certainly do not. It's actually no, the other no, way. We don't. But they finally got that monkey off their back at the end of last season. So who knows what's coming. But, I mean, I think that's a really tough week one matchup. I know it's at home, and I would pick us to win based on the history. But, I mean, 12 wins is doable. But, I mean, I guess our schedule predictions are coming a little bit later. But I like where your head's at, Andrew. <laughs> Here's my thing is when I when – I, when the schedule was first released, my first thoughts was that's kind of a brutal schedule for being a fourth place schedule and I posted that on Twitter and I got a lot of pushback from some people saying that it was such a super easy schedule and all these guaranteed wins show me the guaranteed wins on this schedule show if I'm looking through this and and I had to pick wins that I would consider the Browns like I would just like I'm not losing sleep over these games I'm looking at the Colts I'm looking at the Cardinals yep. and then I'm looking okay. at the Texans and that's it the, the Bears are going to be much improved. Yeah. Much improved. They added a ton of talent. Okay. Um, Tennessee still has Derrick Henry. Okay. They still have Mike Vrabel as a coach. They're still going to be uh, – that's a tough out. That's not a guaranteed win. The Steelers always play us tough. Okay. Um, I'm looking at this. He said he wasn't worried about that Niners game. I'm worried about that Niners game. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm also worried about that Niners game. Yeah. Yep. Seahawks, Seahawks just made the playoffs, and they just had another great draft. Um, Broncos most likely going to be much improved with Sean Payton. You got to think Russell Wilson's going to bounce back. Jaguars have a chance to win their division for sure. Um, and then the Jets just got Aaron Rodgers, and they already had they have a lockdown defense. So I, they're just look they're looking at these, and two of our first uh, five games are against teams that. Played in the AFC and NFC championship last year, so I'm just I when I first called this schedule, I said that that's not an easy schedule to me, and then I got a lot of pushback, which caught me off guard because I don't know. I think the Browns could come out and win 12, 13 games, ten to twelve, but holy cow! Well, here's uh, there's no room for start. Yeah, well, let's here's uh, Derek Frisbee, our boy. Let's see if he agrees or disagrees with what you just said there. All right, what's going on, everybody? So we got a quick schedule reaction here. Just going to talk about some of the key things. Um, opening up at home with the Cincinnati Bengals. This is interesting because the Browns last year broke their curse of 
winning an opening day. But it's an interesting predicament because I don't know when the last time the Browns won a opening home game was, but we always did pretty well against the Bengals. So it's kind of, it's an interesting situation there. You open up against a division rival, probably the best team in the AFC North at the moment, and you do it at home. We'll see. Hopefully we can start off hot. If we can, that puts us at a great start in the division because week two, Monday night football at Pittsburgh. You know, it'll be interesting, to say the least. But as far as the rest of the schedule goes, uh, bye week, week five is something a lot of people are upset about. I am not for a couple of reasons. One, if the offense is struggling, which we've heard the conversations that they're going to switch up the offense and pass a lot more. If Deshaun Watson struggles and the offense is kind of stagnant to start, week five is a good point early on to try to fix things. And then coming off of that, you play one of the hardest teams on your schedule in the San Francisco 49ers. That game is home. So I don't hate the bye week there. Um, some other things I want to talk about here. The Jags week week 14, I do not like. Same with the Bears week 15. Those are two teams that I think could be really good this year. And catching them late kind of scares me because they could be hot at that point. Uh, and then you got the Texans and then the Jets at home Thursday night football. So, you know, we'll see. Wrapping up with the Bengals overall, I'm not too upset with the schedule. And it's kind of interesting. Fourth place schedule seems a little bit hard to me, but it is what it is. Okay, so I think he did kind of agree with you there, Blake, on that one. I'm glad we agreed so I didn't have to go in on DF again. <laughs> uh, I understood his point about the uh, – about the early buy, that would be the only thing I slightly disagree with. I do see where he's coming from, but I just that early buy, man. That really? unless unless we get the number one seed in the AFC, that means our bye weeks week five, and then if we do what we want to do, and I'm going to say you know Super Bowl, and that's a lot of weeks in a row. You know what I mean? So yep. we're going to be tired down the stretch going into the playoffs unless we could pull off a miracle and be the over one number uh, one seed. So. I don't like that early buy. I understood where he's coming from, but not. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not either. I'm with you on that. And that did cross my mind. Maybe we'll just play so well that we get a round one buy of the playoffs. But come on, guys. The problem is, is they have yeah. the playoff team, and now only one team gets the buy. So, yeah. right. It'll be rough. Yep. Yeah. All right. You guys ready for Kenny Max take? Yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> In dog pack, it's Kenny Mack, and I am pumped that the schedule was out. I can't wait to get a couple of games, probably see you guys at the uh, Hall of Fame game. Uh, but my first impressions, uh, when I got the, the schedule, I thought it was kind of clunky. Uh, we started a lot at home, then it's kind of on the road a lot, and then we finished at home and then kind of on the road. Um, for someone who wants to go to games, I find it hard to go in October when I like but overall, uh, what we can see, Bengals, Steelers, Titans, Ravens, by San Fran. That is a grinder of a schedule, and those guys like to run. We could not stop the run. So if we start off slow, we're going to have a slow season. It's going to be another seven-win year. Uh, what we need to come out of that is we could at least come out three and two. Beat the Bengals at home, beat the Titans at home, beat the Ravens at home. Be a home team, make home home base and win uh through the rest of the season 
we got some pretty low ranked teams as of uh, PFS, and I think we can get like a, a lot of wins out of there. So beat the Colts, Seattle, Cards. Um, we could beat the Rams, Jaguars, Texans, and I think we could take the Jets. So what I'm calling right now, I'm calling uh, eleven and uh, eleven and six. Uh, if you go by PFF, where they have us ranked number nine, and you put all the teams with their rankings, they have, that would have us going twelve and five. So I'm pumped for the year. Let's go, Brownies! I think one thing that we we definitely need to talk about is new defensive coordinator. We've added a decent amount of new pieces on both sides of the ball now, and the toughest part of our schedule is definitely the beginning. Uh, like he said, if we come out and we're off to we and we get off to a slow start, defense is struggling or something, we could be we could be staring up at the division by after the first month of the season. You know what I mean? We play we play the entire division in the first month. If we get off to yep. a slow start and we're zero and three in the division after the first month, I mean it's it's tough sledding from there on out. I, that's I just did not understand the people who said this was just a cakewalk easy. I don't I do not get that vibe at all. Like I agree with you, buddy. Go ahead. Could we win 11, 12 games? Sure. But we could just as easily win seven. Yep. I I'm I'm completely with you. I look when I when they said the schedule out, I literally looked at it and was like, Jesus, this is brutal. I don't understand how this is the eighth easiest schedule. I have no idea. When I I did like a, a quick I know we're going to do schedule predictions, but I did a quick one. And don't get mad at me, Browns fans, but I'm seeing like eight wins. And I, I hate that. That makes me sick to my stomach. But like to me, I I don't think that like completely dead. I think Indy is the obvious one, but Denver, might, they might come back and be better. The Rams, everybody thinks it's that sorry-ass Rams team from last year. It's not. It's going to be Matt Stafford. It's going to be Aaron Donald. There's going to be Cooper Cup again. I don't think they're as good as they've been the last few years, but they're still going to be decent. They're still veterans. They're, they still have Sean McVay. And then uh, everybody else on the schedule other than I mean, other than Indy, I see a lot of improved teams. And Arizona, I guess, Indy and Arizona are the two weak ones, but everybody else, I think, I see some tough teams. I, I Teams are going to be a lot better. If you look at it from last year and you go, we're going into the Chicago game, we're playing that team, we're not playing that team. Houston, that's not going to be the same team. The Jets have Aaron Rodgers now. Like, uh, I don't know. The schedule to me, when you just look at it, yeah, it looks tough. It looks really tough. And the AFC North, everybody got better. Yeah, but so did we. I think I that's know. one thing to keep in mind is, you know, we're not the same team as we were last year. At least we better not be. Not with Jim Schwartz, not I with all not. these pieces they brought in. Not with an up-to-speed Deshaun Watson. It, if if the Browns look like they did last year, then I don't even know what we're doing because it, it'd yeah. be ridiculous. Uh, we, we touched on this last week. The Browns are as improved as anybody, uh, at least according to PFF. They made the biggest jump in total roster strength, I think is from 21 to 9. But it's hard to keep that in perspective when looking at wins and losses because it's so hard to think that all of a sudden we're going to figure out how to play good football. You know what I mean? And I want to think if we play up to the potential of our roster, then yeah, sure, this is an easy schedule. But until I, I can see that on the field, I don't feel comfortable with this. 
Because yeah, but you're not going to pick us to lose every tough game, though. We're still going to win some of these games. What gives you that impression? I will. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we don't got to win. <laughs> you didn't have room that. And the most... I mean, we lost a lot of one-possession games last year. I mean, yeah, I guess, in theory, we could lose every single game. At any team could. But <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not predicting us to win 12 at this point. But here, let's let's uh, we got quite a few more voicemails to get through, so maybe we'll just play, you know, kind of go through these, and then we'll save like our long thoughts for the end um, as we bump up against the hour time here. But here's another Browns backer present, Lee Shelko from Honolulu, my shirt. So this guy's pretty cool. Aloha, Blake, Justin, John, and Josh. Aloha from the Honolulu Browns backers. Our thoughts about the schedule. Well, we're finally glad that the season opener is also the home opener. Other than that, you know, um, we just want the Browns to do well this season and um, get into the playoffs. So you guys, you know, you're always in our thoughts and prayers. And uh, go Browns. Aloha. Um, I'm right along here. I just yeah. want to say it's good to hear Lee's voice. I haven't. I haven't. Yes talked to him in a while he was one of our first like browns backer connections and he came on the show and he's just like the nicest guy of all time so it's good to hear lee's voice yeah lee is a good guy for sure glad to hear him too all right next one here this is gage tucker hey what's up y'all so in regards to the schedule this first five weeks are going to be tough for us but at least four out of those five are going to be in our house so we'll have home field advantage. Starting out week one against the Bengals, I think we're going to lose. Hate to say it. And then uh, week two against the Steelers, we're going to win that in prime time in their house. Week three against the Titans, it'll be a tough game, but we're going to pull that one out, be two and one. Week four, going against the Ravens, we're going to win that. And we go into the bye, coming out of the bye, we're going to be three and one, but we're going to lose to the 49ers. In week six, so we're going to be three and two. Then we play the Colts. We're going to win that. Then we're going to go out west to Seattle. We're going to beat the Seahawks. And then week nine, playing the Cardinals in our house. We're going to win. Week 10, we're playing the Ravens at Baltimore. We're going to go into Baltimore and we're going to win that game. We're sweeping the Ravens this year. We're going to play the Steelers the following week at home. We're sweeping the Steelers. We're going to go out week 12 in Denver. We're going to lose that one in mile high. Then week 13, we're going to play the Rams in L.A. We're going to win that one. Week 14, we're playing Jacksonville. Going to win that. Then we've got the Bears. We're going to win that. Then we've got the Texans. We're going to win that. Then we have the Jets. We're going to lose that one. And we've got the Bengals week 18. We're going to split the series with them. We're going to win that one. So I've got us finishing 12-5 and five on the year. Let me know what your all's thoughts are. Go Browns. Man, 12 and 5 is a lot of wins. <laughs> <laughs> but like you to, to your point though, John, he was lose. he's got to say we're gonna lose eventually. And he's like, oh, we're gonna win that. All right. <laughs> Keep it going, brother. Keep it going. Speak it into existence. I like it. That's right. But I don't think we're sweeping the, the Ravens. Personally. I mean, it, it's, it's always tough to predict a season sweep against tough divisional opponents, but 
I, I could just as easily see us splitting with the Ravens or getting swept by the Ravens or sweeping them. Like, honestly, the AFC North is so evenly matched right now. It's it's kind of cool, honestly. It's going mean, to be a tough year. It's going to be fun to watch, though. If Lamar is healthy, I would have a tough time saying we're going to sweep them because he kills us. <laughs> yeah. No, that is just... We haven't now. It's always been a Joe Woods defense, so maybe Jerry's out. Maybe Jim Schwartz has some some ideas, but the guy just—I mean—he literally goes into the locker room and takes a dump and comes out and beats us. It's just—I <laughs> just—I'm not. I think I think we're, you know we can definitely split with them. Um, if we could, I mean, we could like you said, they could easily sweep us, or we could you know maybe possibly sweep them. But if I was if I was a betting man. I would say we we split more than anything. He's he until I see us figure him out. I'm not picking us to sweep them. Nope, but Gage sure did. So let's see what Fatal Gnome, <laughs> our boys, got to say. Dog Pack members, Browns fans, this is Fatal Gnome. Josh requested some um, schedule reactions, and I'm here to give mine. So. Since the draft, I've said since we drafted some Ohio State players, Philadelphia keeps drafting Georgia players. We're going to see that Ohio-Georgia rematch, of course, with a lot less players, in the Super Bowl. I'm sticking by that. I have us going 15-2, and two, only losing to the Ravens at home because it's a tough place to play, and then losing to the Bengals in Week 18 because we have... 13 weeks of play that we need to rest our starters for, for the playoffs. And then, that's that's my hot take. Appreciate the homage t-shirt, guys. Great fabric, super soft. Love it. Well, homage commercial, we didn't even plan that. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's a hot take. That's a real hot take. Really that's hot. hot. That's hot. Where do I get this optimism? Where do I find it? Uh, I really uh, I like reiterate his hot take for me. It kind of cut out on my end for a second. Reiterate it. 15 Super Bowl. And two. 15 and 2 Super Bowl. Super, yeah. 15 Super and Bowl. 2 Super He's predicting Browns versus Super Bowl uh, against the Eagles. Yeah. Yep. Ugh, maybe my maybe it didn't cut out. Maybe I just had a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> 15 and 2 in Super Bowl. Oh, I I I mean I love it. I hope yeah. Do. The thing is, I mean, that is a, definitely a bold take, and I would never predict that myself. But at the same time, I mean, you guys, it's, it's so cool going into this season because the, the window's wide open. I mean, this team is stacked right now. Everybody's, I mean, as long as everybody's healthy, of course. But Deshaun Watson comes back to form. We got Jim Schwartz as the D coordinator. The defense is revamped. We still have the one of the top O-lines. Nick Chubb, we've got great receivers. I mean, I wouldn't be totally blown out of my seat i mean 15 and 2 is a, a stretch but to you know maybe get 12 like the 12 wins that everybody's talking about i could see it happening i could see i could see that situation but let's wrap the voicemails up here this is natus the greatest how's it going guys it's uh, natus the greatest from the discord here just wanted to give my thoughts on the schedule release for this year and i will say right out the gate first thoughts i like it a lot better than last year i will say we don't have a run where it's going to be like four games that are, you know, our hardest games of the year. They're not right in a row. Our schedule is definitely very spread out. I will say I am not 
not a fan at all of the week five bye week. I would much rather have a bye week in like week 12 to week 15, preferably, but that's probably the biggest knock on the schedule that I have. Um, we should be able to come out pretty quickly here and figure out what our run defense looks like. I mean, the first teams that we face are at least semi-run heavy. You look, you look at you know, Tennessee and Baltimore and San Francisco and Seattle, like we got in the first 10 weeks, we definitely got some teams that are going to run. So I think we'll figure out our kinks relatively early, probably make a uh, four or five game run of wins there sometime mid season and then see what we can do. uh, Hopefully headed into the postseason here. That's all I got. Thanks for having me. See you later guys. Man, very optimistic. I love it. I understood what he's saying by not having all of it. Like, remember there was that brutal stretch last yes. year where we were yep. like, we're going to win one game in this next seven. Like, we just knew it. Um, this is one of the – I understand where it's coming from, but I can also make the argument that, like, weeks one through ten is a grind. You know what I mean? Like, I'm looking at – based on history with the Bengals, of all the games at the beginning of the schedule, that's the one I'm the least worried about just because we seem to have their number. But if if – you know, they come out firing on all cylinders. We've seen that. I mean, they can beat anybody in the league. So, I mean, they were just in the AFC Championship for the second time in uh, two years. So, that's not that's not a fluke, you know. So, you got that. Steelers are going to be tough. Titans, we already talked about tough. Ravens, tough. Niners, tough. Then you get a little bit of a, a relaxing game with the Colts. It's still the pros. There's nothing to relax. But that's when I would consider us heavy favorites. And I don't think going into Seattle – like to me, if I'm certain, if we go into Seattle and beat them, that's a solid win for the Browns because you don't just go oh, yeah. into Seattle and the, their crowd. I mean, that's that's a tough place to go win football games. Cardinals, okay, winnable, but then you got the Ravens again, Steelers again. I think the Bron- the Broncos already have a solid defense. They figure out just a time. I think it was that the Broncos would have scored 17 points a game last year. They would have won like 15 games or something. It was some that might be a little bit exaggerated, but it was something crazy. Where if they just scored seventeen a game, they would have been one of the top seeds in all of football. If they if Sean Payton can just get a little bit of offense out of that team, they're gonna be very good. So yep. I, I can make the argument that the first two and a half months of the season is a, is hard, and then coming out of that, like you, it's still the Rams and the Jaguars. You know, like it's. I I don't. There's almost no letdowns. I, I almost no. whatever could could we have played Colts, Cardinals, Texans in a row? So maybe we could have had gone on like a nice little win streak to build some momentum. I just there's no there's a lot of I don't see us building any momentum anywhere. You go from the Niners and then you get to play the Colts and you're like okay let's get this one, but then you're going out west to Seattle. So it's like where's where's the runs? Where's the times where we win? Where we start stacking wins, where we win four in a row. I don't know if I see a place in here where I can. I would say we're the favorite four games in a row. Yeah, what what I like is we got some rookie quarterbacks. We've got Richardson. We've got C.J. Stroud on our uh, schedule. Arizona Week Nine. Kyler Murray, from what I'm hearing, may not even play at all this season. If he does, it won't be till later. So I doubt by Week Nine he's ready to roll. I also don't know when their bye week is, but that might not even matter. Tennessee, I kind of I wish we were playing Tennessee later in the season because I feel like there's a chance by the end of the season if things aren't rolling their way, they're not Tannehill's done and they're they're rolling with Will Levis to see what they got, you know. But I do think week three it's going to be Tannehill if he's on that team. So 
Yeah, you're right. There's there's really not a stretch of, you know, well, we can win these three or four in a row easily. You know, you know what I mean? Last year we had that stretch of brutal games, but we all thought we could easily start four and five and oh. Right. And if we had a little bit better defense, we would have. Yeah. Yes. If you if you look at this schedule, pick out the stretch where you go, we're gonna win five games in a row. And you feel confident we're gonna win. You know what I mean? Like I I'm not seeing that. Can we again, can we if we live up to our potential, maybe, but based on history, I'm not picking us to win. I'm not picking us to go on start stacking some wins on this schedule. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too pessimistic this year, but um what it's we're putting a lot of faith in a quarterback that um, I think he's going to be great, but it all hinges on him, you know. And, and if if he is throwing the ball into the ground, this is like a three win season. <laughs> yeah, it's tough I'm, to I'm win games. If Deshaun plays the way he played in six games last year, we'll win six games, maybe if that. We'll be in big trouble. Our franchise, our franchise will be in major, major trouble. We will remember this we will is be, the year that we tried it. We we had the perfect setup and still couldn't do it. <laughs> so it's it's ride or die on Deshaun Watson. So great. That, that's what it is. Uh, do I personally think he's gonna be great and be twenty twenty yes, but nothing's a guarantee. If I had to hitch my wagon to a quarterback, I, I can think of a lot worse ones to do it to. <laughs> yeah, we did it forever. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a jersey. There it's a yeah. mile long. Um, you got any thought final thoughts, John? Uh I, I really I just I don't know. I I think anything can happen, but it's definitely a tough schedule and I I kind of agree uh based on our, you know, placings last year. I thought our schedule was probably going to be a little bit easier, but I'm trying to be optimistic. I think we can win some games. I think we can win at least one or two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anything else we need to touch on before we get out of here? Before I go enjoy Salt Lake City? Nope. I just want to thank everybody for sending in your you know, your reactions to the schedule and everything. I, I really appreciate everybody's feedback on that. Yeah. We got to get out of here. John and the other greasers got a fight with the socias lined up later. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to wrap this thing up so he's not late. Uh, John's too young to even know what we're talking about. That's the Saturday. thing. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. We appreciate you guys being here with us again. Like Josh said, we appreciate everybody who sent in voicemails. If you thought that was cool and you want to hear your thoughts on the show, thedogspodcast.com just tap leave voicemail you can leave us an intro or you can drop us a full voicemail let us know what you guys think of our thoughts on the schedule uh we will we continue to give us your thoughts on the schedule as we get further into the off season we know who's going to make the team who's injured that stuff we can give a more detailed schedule breakdown as we get closer to the season uh, but this is kind of a good reaction video you know immediate reaction after the release um again thank you guys for being here and we'll see you guys next week Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.